Okay, if you'll turn to page 7 in your Mama Chemist, we began the actual chuvas on the gelatin. In English, that means your marshmallows and gummy bears. So this is something that will be Nogea, not Nogea now because we have the kosher version beyond dispute, but still is Nogea. There are candies and like in a stroll <coughs> under, they're phasing it out, but under the Rabbanu not Mahadrin, which still relied on the original heter. The reason they're phasing out is because none of the Kashrus organizations anywhere else relied on it. And today, it'll be quite questionable whether Chaim Ezer would say this coolly. He's not the only one who was Mekel, because they're making it out of fresher bones and skins and the like, and could be many more will hold its ulcer. So you got to watch out for that, even though you'd probably be watching out for it anyway, being that you want to have a good hechshah from Eretz Yisrael. The other reasons, but this could come up, and I think they're writing out now, la'echli gelatin, it's almost like la'echli kidney is bovad. They give some sort of warning in the package, and that's the direction it's going, so I think uh, you've probably seen this when you were there, no? Well, it used to be very prevalent. Now they're putting in a warning. I think that means another 10, 20 years, they might just phase it out. But um, we'll see. We've yet to see what the original header is based on, and then we'll... We'll update it. So, on page 7, Abchaim Ezer describes the process, the Shal described the process, and he started off with two angles, Lahokal. He said, first of all, you have the stomach, the Arkeva, that was salted and dried out, completely dried, Nasa Ke'etz, and they used to put milk in it, and Ramah said it was fine. And the Shach said that it probably would apply to any part of the body, even though the shach warns that maybe you shouldn't do it, l'chatchila, if you're not sure how dry it's going to be, the cave they used was they able to tell that it was dry. The other things shach didn't suggest was practical or advisable. Lamaisa, Chaimeza argues that when it comes to bones, the bones that he was talking about were incredibly dried out, and then we'll also go through other various uh, chemicals and processes, as he will mention, to make it even more pogum. That was number one. Number two, he quoted the Rambam at the end of page seven. Go to the last brackets. So we'll read it again. This is where we left off. And Potter means at least in his Torah, maybe it even means the uh, So the Rambam seems to say, despite the fact that it's bones, it's still Aser. So Chaim Ezer says, he thinks the Pshad is, Hainu Ba'atzmas Harachin. Either they're soft bones or they have some mayach. And that's where Dr. Ackerman was trying to explain to us last week uh, that all bones have this stuff in it. But Chaim Ezer apparently holds there's the mayach that you could see, the one that you would have in your chalt or in your soup and want to chew at it or suck at it and get some uh, tangible benefit. And then there's the gelatin that we're extracting from bones, which are always there, right when you cook in the process, it's there, but Chaim Ezer says, yeah, we're using the process and we're getting it out, but that's not the bone that's usher at all. So according to Chaim Ezer, in the reading of the Rambam, it, the, the bones with moyach are usher but potter? Taking moyach, real moyach from an evade, from, would, would be potu? It sounds, sounds surprising. Well, that's yes. why Moshe says, remember, Moshe's one line lush and he says, it's not clear whether it's the race of the Rabbana. 
This Lushan here is not just Potter where we infer Potter of Usr. It says, Afal Pishu Usr, Hareza Potter. There's a side that Al Pishu Usr, Midaraisa, Hareza Potter, Malkus, because it's a lower level, which would, which would make more, which would be easier to understand. Amish is the Supik, what he meant. But yes, it's not actual. We're going to get back to your Shaila, but I, I keep making mention of it. It's important for the Lundis. If you assume the gelatin is not kosher, the Midaraisa and the Bonan, and you need a kosher production of kosher animals, after you do that production, is it now fleshix? So you would think it would go hand in hand. If you consider it meat enough to be also at least midarbonon, maybe worse, then it should be fleshix. And Ramesha says not so. Ramesha says, Megdane thinks it's not, based on a completely different consideration, that maybe Basar B'chal is only actual Basar, and this isn't labeled as actual Basar, even though it's still Basar. So, and he's including bones that uh, he didn't comment on the Mayach, but he's, uh, it wasn't Machalik either. And he's assuming it's a lower level iser, and therefore it's not included in Basa B'chalov. I mean, in the the bones, the kosher bones they would use. They are using kosher bones now in the production, and they have, and the shayla is, is it, is it parv, or is it fleshix? And if they're using the fish skins, is it fish, in which case you can't have with a barbecue. So the general consensus is there's mushroom to make up by both, even though the fish might be chamir sekantim yisur, but you also have the mongan of rum, it's not sure whether it applies today, even though we're machmer lechatkhila. And Ramesha says it's not considered meat for Basar B'chalav, even though it's enough meat as part of the animal that it's still also either in Midovan or Midoraisa. He makes it a chalav. Gav Aaron does not agree. He holds it is fleshix, which is why I told you the gelatin, uh, which is why I mentioned to you it's probably not a great idea if you have a choice between two different kalim uh, uh, to use, but many, many are makal, and even Aaron says if you know the gelatin's bottle, then you can go ahead and treat it as parv once it's made from a kosher run. So, Maisa, Rabchaim Maisa says that he doesn't think the Rambam is nagea to us, and the Rambam that says it's potter, maybe potter velocer, maybe an isa derais without malchus, he says that's talking about uh, fresh bones, moist bones, and not talking about the dry bones we're using. That's step number two. That we saw last week, go to page 8, and he continues the development of the heter. On the top of page 8 in the bracket, you'll see Imkain Poshet. De'atzma shiniz yavshu e'en behem chshash iser klal. E'en teisav azar da'asamatez de'vadai. Ragleya devarim kimin de'atzmas ba'almaninu mutarin. De'atzmas ha'chamar ta'heris. De'ragleya ha'devarim ka'atzmas ha'chamar. Remember, we started with that thesis. Thesis says that you have sometimes B parts. We had a lively discussion over here, if you remember, um, exactly which part should be labeled as the equivalent to bones in a B. We had the diagram here. Um, the tiny legs at the bottom, the, uh, and you were asking about the muscles, and the, uh, you were asking about uh, which part you had. Uh, another thing with the wing, uh, there's somewhat of a debate, uh, and there was a lush and the rush, uh, maybe the, the, the wings also, and Lamaisa, what's interesting is Rabbeinu Tam gives that as an example. He says, of course these things are mutter, because they're like bones, and we all know bones are mutter. So Lachayim says, bones are mutter? The Ram just said it was also. So he says, that's a riot, and I feel like that we're not talking about the same type of, uh, that's a fresh moist bone, mayach. This is atzmas uh, dry bones, and there's no way to attach to it, not the race, not the bone. Uh, what's interesting, I didn't uh, answer him yet, but whole, he, one of our listeners, uh, I think it was uh, David Dick, uh, sent, a, sent an email a couple weeks ago before I left it to Sean. He said, 
that the uh, discussion about the uh, bees, he was asking the, the Machaber just brings down that if you cook the bees with the bees' legs, it's nice and town of gum, which the Machaber did say. We were discussing then, why doesn't Machaber just say even the bee leg, bees' legs are in there, quoting Rabbi Matan. So the discussion is, yes, the Machaber might not hold to that hat there. The Baragela brings it down as possible shot in the Machaber, and many of them go with it. You see, Abhaim Ezra over here quotes this Rabbi Matan, and Kotsis is a raya that, well, the bee's legs are mutter because it's just a dry, brittle bone, like a bone, and Rabbi Tom held that was mutter. Sounds like he holds, like, that we hold like Rabbi Tom, and therefore it's similar to the bones, and you see that everything is mutter. So, it's interesting that the nafkamina is if you have honey with the, these little specks in it, how l'chadchil is it? If you cook out the honey and it goes to the top, we already said what happened happened to us nafkam, that was the only way to make it. If you could do it below, yes, let's do, do that. But if they're still in there, is that a problem? So halachalamaisa practically it's a problem because once they're not filtering, there are bee heads and other parts of the body in there which are clearly also even though it's all gross because that's the terrasic. Shai is if you know they're only, everything looks pretty clean, you just got a couple of sticks here and there and a wing here, a wing there, do we halachalamaisa pass like a band of Tom? Abchaimeza seems to think so, and others do as well. It's not clear that the Mechavah, the Mechavah Beis it sounds like he's saying it's usher to eat that, just that if you cook it, it's not, it's not gone. That would be an afghamina and unfiltered honey. But Chaim Ezez says, Rabbi Tam treats it the same, Rabbi Tam is assuming the Atzmas Amutu. That's his point. The Asa Chamar Tahir is Ravli Advarim Katsas Chamar, Lin Achil Shabbat Dami. Mashiach Lochesh Bezeh, Me'atzmas Shnestashlu, Obolami Basar, Nevelok, Amavur, Sim and Sadites. He says, the problem is if you don't clean the bones well in the process and you start cooking it and there's meat on it and then the meat, the bleeds, the meat go into the bone, then you're going to have a problem. He's going to go on to explain why that's not an issue over here. Skip the parentheses. Um, go down to the word Ella. Ella, we don't use something that's pogum, that's not a benyama. We don't use pots that have trace in it, even though they're a day old and it, Thomas Pogum. Even though the bleas in a pot are Pogum and they're not Royal So, what does it help me that the bones are dried out? So why aren't we worried about the fact these bones are being processed and they're being processed as bones which start off with some meat on them and then they clean it, clean it, clean it as a heat process. So why aren't we worried about, he's saying the gelatin should be mutter because the bones are not very lachila. So whatever you're getting out is fine, but there was meat attached to it. So why aren't we worried about that? That's his kasha. And he answers, Ulam, next paragraph, near Baifenzesh and Isilagamri, he says the process is so treated with caustic uh, chemicals and the like that... It's beyond pogum. I de sit shomelach and phosphor a sire from a chalav enaroy liflita. Even though it's just another example of nice of gam, but he says this is not a belia that uh, just got bad after 24 hours. This is so pogum is not really lachilas kelev, it's not really lachilas anybody, and therefore the whole thing becomes mutter. Skip down to the next bracket in this paragraph toward the bottom. Gam, mashkasava shach. The shah holds anything you dry out becomes mutul. Chatchile and lasas can the shah says, but we don't know how dry is dry. Near the cholzeb neimayim, that's with kishkas and intestines and things like that. You don't know if you did a good job drying it. Avalobatzama's bones, Chaimeza holds, are pretty easy to tell that they're dried out and they're not edible, and therefore he is not concerned.
Go now to the next column, all the way down to the second paragraph, about 60% of the way down. V'cholzeh, the next bracket. Now he deals with the original rush we had. What happens if you eat something not really lachila, but you eat it? So the rush said, it's If you eat something, your This is a big problem because gelatin, as I introduced, and this is a problem of the metzis of the sukkah, which affects the din. Is gelatin edible? The end product, the powder, the white powder. So there's a, still a debate whether it's edible or not. But even in tinselimer, it's not edible. It's being used to give the bloom effect to this candy that we make at the marshmallows and gummy bears and all these delicious things. So the Pisces more on the usher side will say that, A, it might be a lachil, and even if it's not, it's making the food. This is a very important uh, detail. Uh, if you remember, we saw in Pesachim that there's something not roi lachila, uh, it's not chametz. There's one big exception. Anybody remember what that is? Sourdough. Sar. Sar is not really lachil. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. That's what's called sourdough. And you take a little bit and you throw it into a big dough and it starts rising. That's Osir. It's Osir Medaraisa by Yorabaya Mazi. It's not food. Why is it Osir? Pogum. The answer is it might be Pogum. It does a great job building food up. So the Achrayim discuss. Abhaimez is not worried about it. That's he's coming to Bavarim. But others take issue with this and they say. If you have something that's creating a nice, fluffy, delicious marshmallow or gummy bear, and it was right lachil, it's not right lachil, you don't even have to get into that, but it's creating the food, and the food now becomes, this is the starter for the food. Is it really that much different than sar? And that's hotly debated, because sar is horrible tasting, and yet we answer it, we treat it as food. Now, Nadvita Zachuvi says sar started off as bread, so maybe it was a food once, Chaimah is the tiniest, never food, it comes from a bone. There are all sorts of halukim and halukim, but it's something to think about, yeah. Gelatin isn't horrible, tasting. Not bad, it's no taste, but if you hold like a chaimah, water has no taste? Interesting, when you're thirsty, water tastes pretty good. There is a debate in the Achorim, but something really has no taste, but it's not pogum. You know, what status would it have? Over here, first of all, the, the jury's still out whether it has a taste or not. Obviously, the taste is very faint. That's why there's a machlekes. I mentioned Afkamil, like, I'll be a plant. Do we assume some, some leaves went in and that, that's considered bad taste, no taste, good taste? The more important issue is, Naniach, it has no taste. But why is it worse? A bad taste. Why is it worse than sour? Sour is sour, though. It tastes horrible. But it's working on the food to expand it, as in a rising dough. So you're making sugar and other things into a marshmallow, into a gummy bear. So why is that different? And there are discussions. Is it different or is it not different? Now the Behuda is, the Achiez over here is not discussing the fact that he's not even willing to talk about Achshave. He says it's not a food. It wasn't a food to begin with. It's not a food now. The fact that it's working on food does make it a food. That's what he's assuming. And when you're eating it, it's like eating medicine. That's not Achshave. You're not eating it to eat it. The difference is medicine, you're not looking at the food at all, you're trying to swallow it so it's carried in the bloodstream. Here, you're making it into a delicious marshmallow. So Chaim Ezer holds, he's not worried about the sorry issue, he's not worried about the fact that something's working. He holds like an abuta. he holds that it's not food, never was food, and if something is a chemical agent working on something else to make it fluffy, we couldn't care less. That's basically what he's saying, and that's a point of contention between the Eistrim and the Megillim. The Eistrim hold that this is coming from a tray from animal, and uh, again, you could say it tastes decent, 
or you could say it's a food by definition because it's going into food grade products to make food and it's dumb bimiskaven and Hashem created bones with this thing in it. It's not like they found some new enzyme and changed it. This is what comes out of the bones naturally. That's why you have the gel with your fish and with your gala and the cha, whatever else you call it. So they tie it. Rechaimus doesn't agree to this, but they tie it. This is a regular, why is it not a food? This is an ingredient you're taking out of bones. Obviously, this would be a food, at least on a drawbone level. That's part of the debate. Yeah, Avi, you. It's not harmful at all. So that's interesting. It's it's not. Yes. So the yeah the difference is that that that's an interesting point. The difference is when we get to um, shellac, there are all sorts of things that these things do to food. Uh, shellac uh, could be a binding agent. It could hold things together. So it doesn't pills. That's the pill is shiny. And candy, shellac has to give it a shine. It looks nicer. But it's also to hold together the powder. And that's one of the coolers that we have is that it's not a riot putting in food, that it's a food because we're just using it as a binding agent. Over here, it's a lot more powerful than a binding agent. We're not using this to hold together the sugar. This has a wonderful, delicious, attractive effect on the entire nature of the food. A marshmallow is not a sucking candy that happens to be fluffy. You could tell from the market they have is that people get delirious when they think of marshmallows. If you, like, if you like this stuff. Does it have nutritional value? Um, I don't know if any of the health food experts are saying to eat some... I would bet yes. Is it yes. digestible? It's not like silicone. That, that uh, right, right, right. It's not plastic, right. That's why this is such an interesting debate. Yeah, it's from a bone. You would think, you know, whatever bones have to offer, perhaps. You can look it up, let me know what they say. But I wouldn't be surprised if it does. It's, it's more than a binding agent. What I'm saying is when you... If you take sourdough and put it into a dough and it rises to become a bread, would you call that a binding agent? No, that's not a binding agent. That's what created the whole bread. That's why you don't matzah here. That's why it's bread. That's why it's delicious, fluffy challah. That's not a binding agent. That's more similar to, uh, to what a sourdough is doing. And that's part of the debate. Chaim Eiser does not agree, and he says it's not re'la achila, and the fact that you're eating it is not ashavayib, it's still not a food. It's just reacting on your food. And that's a very fascinating uh, uh, point of contention. Let's see inside it. In. If you eat something by itself as a food, it's ashveh. Here you're making some white powder. And he says, you, you are using it as a maimid. But the maimid, in his opinion, doesn't make it ashveh. And in the maskana of his tshuva, for now, he agrees with the Talmud Chacham who sent him the Shaila, and he thinks it's mutter. Allah Lameisah, B'chaim Ezer, is on record, usually the main place they quoted, but others as well, Ha'atzvi has a tshuva, and Chaskal um, Bramsky has a tshuva, where they speak out all these coolers, but B'chaim Ezer is not the only makel for the way they made gelatin then. I'm picking one tshuva from the Meikilim and one for the Tzad of the Machmirim, so obviously we started with the Achiezah, that's Chaim Ezer, and now we will begin to discuss the other side, which we spoke out many of the components outside, but we're going to see on page 9, take a look at the Mishnah of Aaron. The Mishnah of Aaron is from Aaron Kutlin, and he has a very famous tshuva on the gelatin, and um, don't get nervous, it looks like it's uh, seven, eight pages, which it is, but I bracketed uh, what I hope will be the key part so we don't lose the trees in the forest here. Uh, the first part, he's going to lay out the basic hakira, how do we look at the bones? Remember, Chaim Ezer said, the Ramah says, there are, sir, 
somehow the Dalam de Raisa, not the bones we're talking about. That's a Chaim's opinion. And uh, the Mishas of Iron is um, not convinced, as we will see. Kalsev Ramam, take a look at page 9. Maybe have a copy out there? Yeah, have one back there? Okay. Kalsev Ramam. Brings it down. That's the Rambam we've been working with. So he starts off discussing the lumdis, which is very important over here. Why is this potter? Either potter completely midaraisa or potter from Alkis, like Ramesha might be suggesting. There are two possibilities. Listen carefully to the Chakira, and he's going to explain to you, obviously, the Nafkamina. Aleph. Bones are not the potter. Is the pshat that when you eat bones, if you can get it down, uh, chew it, pulverize it, and swallow it, is the pshat that that's not normal. Nobody eats like this. And we know that there are two different issues. That's why we introduced it four weeks ago with two different Rambams. One is when you eat something, not the Kedar you're not eating in a normal way. That's That's one patur. Or you're eating something not really lachila. And there's a difference between the two, as people say. Is it pshat So if the pshat that this is not a normal thing to do, is that the pshat or beis yesh lefarish? This is a chiddush. This side, he says, the second possibility might be it's not the pshat that is not really lachila, and therefore you're doing something abnormal, and you're, you're doing something that no one would ever want to eat because the be'etzem they don't taste good, and uh, no one would want to eat them. That's side number one. Side number two is that maybe the pasuk is teaching you that they're not included in the iser of the animal. You have a cow that's an avela. You have a chazer, you have animals, the tameas, and a veilus, a trephus. Maybe the chish, the pasig is the bones are not included in the isra in the first place. It's not part of the meat. You'll say, what's the nafkamina? We'll see very soon. Only the basar, the meat of the animal's asar, and not the bones and the horns and all the other things. Again, possibility number one is that it's not Roy Lachila, and therefore Shalokadarachila, and therefore it's mutter. The second side is that it's not included in the Yisra of an animal that's treif. Not part of the animal. It's part of the animal. You look at the body; it's two legs, too. But the terror meant when the terror asked the animal, only the meat, take out the bones. Now you're trying to figure what's the nafkamina between choice number one and choice number two. Take a look at the next column in the second paragraph. They didn't invent it. They knew how to do it, and it, it spread it. The same reason we have chomp and chicken soup. Yeah. So why, how's it going to help us? So, no, I'm just 
those things you see, they consider inflation. They consider other things, I think. Yeah, they had bones that they didn't clean off that had yeah, meat on them. Meat it was very fleshy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, like you have bones in your chont. Your wife doesn't put in bones that she scrapes for an hour and puts it in acid <laughs> before she puts it in. It has meat on it. So that's not going not gonna to help you. Is there, is there a difference between like, um, bones from like, cow and bones from a chicken? Bones from chicken, people get soft. It's much easier. Yeah, that's what I mentioned last week. The uh, chont machlek is in Almeisha and Shlomo Many say it's not really a machlek. So Shlomo Zalman was worried about returning the chont even if it looks fully cooked because the bones is not fully cooked still because you can cook them and cook them and then eat them. And Ramesha was not worried about the bones. And you can make a chili between chicken bones and meat bones, but you can also make a chili between meat bones. And it's a straw where there's less, they can afford less, and they want to get everything. They would probably cook it more and make, the more you cook it, even hard meat bones will get more red uh, So, um, again, Chaimez said right away, the bones are soft and fresh, and, and it is also, but he holds that we're talking about dry bones that are not. So uh, let's assume that that's even if that's what we're talking about. Again, his shaili is is the pshat that the bones are not lachila, or is the pshat the bones are not included in the original list? So what's the nafkamina? So take a look at the top paragraph first. B'chakira, the Safek Hanal. Nechla gaisim matirim benidan hajelatin hajelatin with the zayin. So the way to spell it. And he already recognizes when he wrote this tshuva, there's already a machlekes, because Al-Chaimez wrote his tshuva many years before, and there was already a tumult then. And he says, herein lies the machlekes. So listen carefully, Al-Chaimez are held that it's not Al-Chaimez, and it's not even Al-Chaimez, we couldn't care less what you do with it, you can cook it and get whatever you want out, and make fluffy things, it doesn't become food. Aviron says, it depends on this chakira, and that is the fiat sada rishon de patur hu mishum sheina ruim. If it's the pshat that your patur is not royal achila, im keng shenasa ruim arei mamela bechlal novela sharisurim. If you get something out that's food grade and can help your food and whatever you're trying to cook up, then it's also. If you hold like the second sod, right? Shaybatzmusa hechesed the novela, and because you're using something as food, the fiat sada sheini skip down to the next bracket. The second side is much more all-encompassing. Second side is the Torah only asked the meat, never asked the bone, period. Whatever you take out of the bone now was never included in the Yisr. It doesn't make a difference if you get something out that helps your dish and helps make marshmallows and gummy bears. If it was never also in the first place in the Pesach, it can't become also now. When something becomes putrid, when it becomes spoiled, it becomes mutter. If something comes spoiled and then it plays a veneer and is resurrected, so you're good to go. It's food again. If it was never included in the Pusik, bones were never included in the Pusik of trafe animals, so then we don't care what you do with it. It's fine. That's how he frames this machlekes. Yeah. If it's a drasha, right. the drasha has to tell us you can't eat bones. Mustafa, the drasha is telling us this is not us. Fakir, you like the second side better. Right. That's a very good raya. The second side is is a much bigger chiddush because Ravaren is making two assumptions here. He's making an assumption according to the first side. If you end up using it in food, it's food grade. Rav Chaim disagrees with the whole thing. He doesn't. He doesn't hold. You have to come out to Sakiri. He says if the bones weren't food. I don't care what goodies you get out of it. It's still not food. Avaron holds not so, which is why he's going to end up being machmer. 
he holds that if the pshat is that it's not Royal Achila, if you take something out that's Royal Achila, it's going to be Aser. He admits there's a second side that if the Torah didn't answer this part of the animal, Legamre, it was out of the Mufka from the Pasuk, so then I don't care if you take out something food grade. And you're bringing a Raya that wouldn't it make sense like the second side because why would the Torah tell you that it's Mutter? What's the Torah being Mechadish if you can't eat it? Uh, the answer to that is, because the first side is a very big side, is that if, without any sukkah, if you don't know anything about the sukkah, and I ask you, can I eat animal bones from Chazar animal bones or Nevela Trefa animal bones? You would say, I'm not that appetizing, but there's got to be an Isser here somewhere. At least Achshavei Medabonon, or maybe even worse. So Shailas, what's the drosha telling you if it's a Dindaraisa, if it's not an Asmachta? What's it telling you? Pasha is a Dindaraisa. So it's telling you that there might be societies of people who like this, that you were suggesting, cook it, cook it, cook it, and cook it more, and keep cooking it. So what happens then? Well, if you keep cooking it, it's not going to become soft and chewy. Um, this possibly might not help us. So, so yeah. The first son, if you have something that's not very low, right. and then it suddenly becomes very low. Oh, so that's going to be... Then, it, then it's not the same food anymore, because we just said the food is not very so, so that's a very important question, which we didn't fully so address. Yeah, yeah. So if Aaron's going to address that, there's a, I'll give you a secret because we're almost out of time, but you'll, uh, we'll get to it. There's a Chavaz Das. Chavaz Das is, is one of the big achreinim on all these sugis in Yeridei. And the Chavaz Das says that once something is pogum, even if it's chayzer veneer and becomes alive, it's still mutter. The uh, question is, do we hold to that Chavaz Das? Or if Aaron's going to suggest that the Chavaz Das might not help us over here, but that's an important ingredient. That's when it was no good and now it's it's good, which would be good for Jaltif. He started off assuming it didn't it was bone and it wasn't right, it wasn't food. But now it's either it tastes good or if it doesn't taste good, it's being used to create food. Is that a problem? Would the Khabazdah say, nah, once it wasn't food, we don't really care? So you were asking that direction or the other direction? Which direction are you asking? I, I think that yeah, so, so the, yeah, so we're gonna discuss okay. So we're going to discuss, these are, these are very famous, once you have this sugi, you go back to the rest of the year, all these shittas will keep coming up. Because in all the medicines, everything, it keeps on uh, playing itself out. What do you do with something when it, how do you, how do you categorize food? That's really the base, my is over here. And even if it was pogum, Ramayana's going to go on to say, even if they wash it with this uh, acid and this, this or that, it comes out and it's a, either tastes good or a, a decent food application to create food. Why wouldn't that give us the um, halachic uh, gather of food? Even if it's ruined in the first place. But this hakira, so it's something you want to say, it's more mastaba, the Pasuk is telling you a chiddish that it's not bachal the animal. It's just in Svara, that's a chiddish. Torah asr is a cow. That's not shechted. Torah asr is chazer. See, you want to say, the Pasuk is telling you, well, it's the second hakira, second sad, is that the, all the meat and the cartilage and everything and the fat and everything is all trifles. But the bones, the horns, everything, it's not, it's like it's not attached to the animal. It's like it's not, it's not it, part of the not animal. Food, that's the shayla. What is the pus being There's another problem also, which Avraham discusses, and that is, we have another pusik that says, any royal laguerre. If it's not royal achila, we shouldn't eat this pusik, which is another riot of what you're saying. That's part of this. So this is, and what's interesting is we have a safri, it's called, Ram is quoting a safri. The Gemara highlights the end of Re'elagir, it's not Re'elachila, you're fine. Didn't bring the safri, the Ram only brings the safri. Sounds like it's two different dinim. Why did the Gemara mention this? 
that's part of the tumult over here. So again, just before you leave, we'll, we'll chaz it over tomorrow night, the first couple of minutes, but Avaran feels it's totally in the following Chakira. Is the bone mutter minatera, if it's mutter minatera, uh, in the Rambam, because it's not Reh in which case it's the regular din of not Reh and if it is Reh and he holds applying it to make marshmallows makes it Reh then it's also. Or is the pshat the terror exempted this part of the animal and never had an issue in the first place, therefore go do whatever you want. That's basically his chakira. Chaim Meiser will disagree, did disagree with this, and he held that it wasn't food in the first place, you don't have to come on to being exempt part of the animal. It wasn't food grade, it's still not food grade, and we don't care if you're taking out some chemicals and enzymes. Yeah, I'm just going to any, any, any insects, bugs, uh, not worry about become a problem because the Torah Asrd, when it's Be'etzem Pogum, and the Torah Asrd, that's the Torah Asrd. If you cook it in your pot, though, and the tom goes in, it's not in Tal of Gam. That's the chilik they give, with the exception of the bee's legs, which Rabbi Tom says is like the Atzamas. And the question I mentioned before, which we'll probably go back to, is do we pass like the Rabbi Tom straight or only after you mess things up? And the question is, is your pot straight or not? Okay, Mitzvah Shem, we'll recap it tomorrow night, and then we'll see what he says.